0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Arthritis Action Podcast. I'm Mark, your host for today, and I'm also joined by my colleague, Leah. Hi there. And our special guest today is Catherine Tromans. Catherine is a registered veterinary nurse and owner of Happy Paws Pet Services in Ely. Hello, Catherine. Hi. So today we're talking about pets and arthritis, uh, specifically how to look after your pets when you have arthritis. Um, I know this is something that gets mentioned a lot, during our groups as we you know we've got a lot of people on there who have pets and a lot of them tend to struggle with you know the challenges that can arise when you have a pet and arthritis at the same time so i thought it'd be quite good to have someone well qualified to the job to uh give us a few tips about what we can do so uh catherine um if you'd like to tell us a little bit about yourself and your experience with pets and arthritis
1: Hi. so yes um as Mark said, I'm a veterinary nurse, and about six years ago, I started getting back pain, and it got progressively worse. about two years two, three years ago, I was diagnosed with severe arthritis in my hip. Now I'm only four in my forties, so it was quite unusual. um but I have now gathered, having read up about it that. Actually, there's a lot of people my age um, that do have arthritis and mm-hmm. it's not just something that people get in their old age. So with arthritis, I did find there were struggles with my work and home life. I would struggle with my job as a, as a dog walker. It was very painful to to do the dog walks. And eventually I uh, sought help with a consultant and had actually had a hip replacement uh, last year and haven't looked back really, but I'm fully aware of the struggles that people have when they have arthritis. So um, yes, I'm happy to be chatting to you today.
0: Excellent. Thank you very much for coming. Really appreciate it. So let's let's kick off with then, um, what, what are some of the challenges of looking after a pet when you have arthritis?
1: So I'd say, obviously for people who have dogs, um, a big part of looking after your dog is, is walking them. Um, walking them distance and managing their energy levels so if you've got especially big dogs that require long walks that can be very difficult for people who struggle with their mobility and walking distances it's painful so that's that's one challenge i mean obviously walking is good for you if you've got arthritis but at the same time it can be painful and if you've got a dog with high energy that's difficult even feeding the animals um, and cleaning out litter trays for cats obviously everything's floor level so that can be also very difficult getting down to floor level um, to feed them clean out listed trays and sort of caged animals as well cleaning them out on a regular basis and if you suffer with arthritis in your 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 hands or your wrists it's holding them the, those animals securely um, so you don't risk injuring them um, but yes there's there is lots of challenges and I'm fully aware of the, the pain that the arthritis brings.
0: I suppose that kind of leads us on to the next one. So, what what can sort of people do about some of these things? Like, if just bending over or like doing anything with, like, you know, a, a dog bowl or your pet bowl or whatever it is.
1: Yeah, so there, there's lots of things that people can do. um You can place uh, dog bowls or well sorry, cat bowls. You can place on a, on a work surface if the cat is able themselves to to get onto a work surface, so that you're not having to bend down. There's lots of lots of different things you can do there's sort of grabbers that you can use I mean it's it's tricky but it's it's asking people for help if you've got friends and family if but if you live on your own that's obviously a huge challenge you're having to do everything for that animal yourself but I would say if you've got friends and family that can help I would would seek their their help
0: there are a whole selection of gadgets available as well aren't there like there as well as things are, like yeah. Grabbers, like there's a lot of hands free leads as well that we've had recommended from some people
1: yeah if you're really struggling and having a bad day if you've got if you've got a dog i would recommend you look into um having someone available to to walk your dog for you if you're having a, a flare up or a bad bad day there is the Cinnamon Trust, which is a charity which you, which will walk your dog for free if you have financial difficulties. Um, but lo- looking into a decent dog walker who can come and take your dog out if you're having a really bad day. That like, dog still needs a walk. So, yeah. Are
0: there any types of animals that would be like, say if you don't already have one but want to get one, are there any types of animals that would be a good choice for people with arthritis? And I suppose, uh, conversely, are there any that would be... Perhaps a less than good choice, should we say?
1: My personal opinion on that is there's no correct answer to this. Mm. Um, I'd really say it not only depends on the type of arthritis you have and its severity, but also your lifestyle and living arrangements. Um, For one person with osteoarthritis of the hip, their restrictions and abilities will vary wildly to someone with arthritis in their wrists. When considering getting a pet, it's very important to consider the welfare of the animal and make sure that you're physically able to look after the pet you choose and meet all of their needs you'll need to consider if you have a flare-up or end up in hospital who will care for the pets dogs are a lot harder to find care for because they can't be left for hours on end um so like a cat could if you do want to get a dog you must consider the breed of dog as some are far, need far more exercise and mental stimulation than others uh, avoid large stronger breeds and and certainly working dogs that need a lot of stimulation and, and walking obviously there's this there are therapy dogs out there for people who maybe have underlying conditions or need extra help but you'd need to speak to, to obviously your your doctor or care provider if you need extra support uh, cats are very good pets to own um, they're very they're quite independent obviously you need to be able to to feed them and, and clean out litter trays if they're indoors but they, they make good companions. Not every cat is a lap cat, if that's what you're wanting, but having their presence in the house, they, they do make good pets. I think as long as you factor in the, the care that you can give um, if you suffer with arthritis, um, everyone likes different, different animals. Some people like exotic pets. Some as you can provide um, what they need um, I think, you know, it's entirely up to you. Some people have allergies. So as long as you can provide the care for that pet, any pet can be a good companion um, for, for different people.
0: Mm. Do you think having like especially trainable pets might be quite useful as well? Because like one quite amusing one when we were chatting about pets in a group recently, um, a lady has a, I think it might be a Labrador or something like that, but she, um, the dog can has been. She's basically trained it to take her socks off for her.
1: Yeah, certainly. I mean, dogs are intelligent animals. They can they can do all sorts for you. Some are more trainable than others, I think, and are much more adept at um, being helpful. But yes, yeah, certainly, if you're if you're willing to put the time in and seek help from you know dog trainers and, and behaviorists, then you can get you can get them to to help you um, where you need it. Um, picking things up off the floor, retrieving the post they they can do all sorts for you. I wouldn't say you know, don't get a dog if you're not able to get out and about yourself, but having a dog actually does make you get out of the house and and, and exercise is very important when you're arthritic. It's you know you need to be using your your muscles and although it might be a bit painful, gentle walking is actually very good gentle exercise so having a dog will get people to do that get out of the house
0: yeah there is always that thing of like you don't know, like i i have it myself with my dog where like there are times when there's no way on earth i want to go out on a rainy or a snowy morning or anything like that yeah. but you have to do it even if it's only for a short one
1: yeah definitely they they do make good pets and companions and it's um, it really forces people to to get out. Maybe they feel like just staying in bed, and you know they're they're sore, but it, it forces them to get out, meet people, and not become insular. And you know, especially for people who live on their own, it's it's really important that they they're getting out and um, joining the world and not not staying shut in all the time.
0: Yeah, I think that's one thing is just the support that they can give you, the emotional support that an yeah, animal definitely. can give. Mm, definitely because it doesn't always have to be a dog as well. I know like when you think of pets yeah. it's always cat or dog everyone always thinks of yeah. but like it, it can be absolutely sort of well,
1: no from a companionship point of view I'd say rabbits and guinea pigs can make lovely pets but do do your homework. The two species shouldn't be housed together and rabbits ideally shouldn't be kept on their own. They they need companionship with other rabbits. Um they also have much more complex care needs than other people than people realize and I personally think rabbits are certainly not a good child's pet. Uh, they need lots of space, and I don't advocate keeping them in hutches. Hutches are too small for, for rabbits. House rabbits can be litter trained, but do require a lot of cleaning out. So if, if you do struggle with your mobility, be mindful of this, and also factor in the space that you have within
2: your house or
0: your garden. You have rabbits yourself, don't you, Leah?
2: Yes, they're very much like pampered princesses, I think. That's how, <laughs> how I put it. Um, one of them does actually have arthritis, but they are very sweet they don't like like being picked up from the floor or anything like that so that's quite easy as well in order to kind of you're not having to bend up and down to pick them up or maneuver them so I'd say that's actually something that's that's really helpful obviously if you've got to get them to the beds or to take them anywhere that's mm-hmm. a little bit different but day-to-day they're they're similar to cats really they're quite independent and can get on and, and do their own thing and yeah. come come to you for attention when they want to
1: yeah they're, they're interesting little creatures now mm-hmm.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, do you have any tips on how to balance caring for yourself and also caring for the pets at the same time when you're having like a flare-up or a rough day because of your arthritis
1: yes yeah, so i think i said earlier it's you know for, for especially for dog owners i'd say think carefully about about what care um they can get for their dog in terms of exercise, um, consider asking family and friends if they can step in, um, take the dog for walks when they're unable to. Um, if possible, consider a mobility scooter if this is something that would work for the sufferer and the dog. They don't have to, have, if they don't have a strong support network or anyone local who can help to consider investing time in finding the right dog walker or even contacting the Cinnamon Trust um, or you know a charity such like it. Um, other things that you could think of for cats would be uh maybe a time to if they have biscuits so that they're not constantly bending down to the floor um so they put the the feeder on the floor with step for like a couple of days worth of food and it will just rotate around at certain times and then you're not having to worry about constantly bending down and up i think there's just you know a variety of things that that can be done if you do have a flare-up but it's asking for help i think is the the key thing it's if you've got people who can help you, you know, I would reach out and, and get help.
0: Mm. The timed feeders are an absolute mm. kind of godsend as well, because, I mean, they're, they're, not again, not just for cats. I use mine for my cat, but if you've got any animal that's, like, running around your house, yeah, even if you're, even if you're like, you're out for a long time or something like that, they can be really useful.
1: Yeah, and there's different types as well. There's ones that can be um, microchip reading ones, so that only if you've got cats that eat from each other's bowls, you can do it so that they um, are, are set just for that cat, and so will only open for that cat. Um, but yeah, the, the timed feeders, I know when I've looked after people's cats before, and the cat has food throughout the day, for whatever reason, they've set, they've set a, a timed feeder. And if that can be done, that can obviously help you just set that, and you don't then have to worry about you know feeding the cat if you're stuck in bed, the cat's got got the food there for dogs that's obviously different but I would would look into to getting someone to help you um whether that be dog walker or friend family member it's tricky but I'd yeah reach out Mm.
0: there are also a lot of like there's there's quite I know you mentioned the cinnamon trust but there's also quite often just things locally in people's areas where there's like various volunteer networks and stuff like that to help Mm -hmm. with Not, not just walking dogs but like you know coming in and looking in on your pets as well.
2: Yes. Yeah. There's also a lot of local areas have like time bank services and um, where you might be able to find support for, for looking after your pets as well. So that might be, obviously every area, local area is different, and um, but that might be worth um, looking into as well.
0: Mm, time banks are something that I didn't know about until recently, actually, like maybe like this year, but they're, they're an amazing thing if you've got one in your area, because you know, you can get all manner of things, not just for not just for pets in that one as well. So I'm kind of going off topic here, but like you, you know, all for your for your garden, for all different types of stuff that you need. Time banks are brilliant. Let's kind of flip this one now over to the other side of it, really, because we've covered like people with arthritis, but but what if your pets have arthritis as well? Which is something that I know that some people would definitely be interested in. So, I mean, what can people do for their pets if the pet themselves has arthritis?
1: Yeah, there's plenty that can be done around the house uh, for animals that, and out the house for animals that have arthritis. If you're able to, I would make adjustments within the home. For animals that have arthritis, they may struggle to get up out of a bed. um, And obviously, wooden and laminate floors are quite slippy. So I would say be mindful of, of your environment and... If you can, have non-slip flooring, carpets. If not, if you can't do that, then uh, sort of non-slip rugs in the main areas where the, the, the dog or cat walk. Raising water bowls and food bowls several inches off the floor, especially if they suffer with neck or spinal pain. Uh, there are raised feeding bowls that you can get, or you can just place the bowl on something such as some books or something, just so it, it makes it easier the animals not having to reach their neck right down to the floor. To, to eat and drink grooming your pet as animals become arthritic especially you notice it in long-haired cats they're unable to to groom as efficiently it's painful to turn around and groom you'll find they develop mats around their back end especially and they're sort of around the back end and under their tummy so regular grooming will really really help stop these the development of these mats because they can be painful in themselves having tight knitted mats on their on their body so i'd recommend looking into grooming your pet and even starting if you've got a young cat starting them now so that they're used to being groomed and it's not a big ordeal as they get older Mm. for cats you can provide wide litter trays with um, a low lip on one end to allow the cat to step into it easily a lot of the, the covered trays can be quite daunting for them or the, with the high sides and they can't always climb in. They're stiff and arthritic. So I'd recommend definitely looking at ones with one end that's low, so they can step in easily. The other options are um, using softer clumping litter over the gritty ones that are hard on their feet because often that can be quite sore if they're having to stand Putting pressure, you know, whilst they're going to the toilet. Um, so it's better to to have the softer, the litter in the tray. If a cat uses a cat flap, make sure it isn't too high up, and provide them on the outside. Provide a step that they can step down onto, so they're not having to jump so far down, because obviously that's that's painful. If they're having to to climb up onto things, jump down off things to maintain normal behaviour. it it can be painful so i would provide steps even like next to the sofa next to the bed providing them with like an intermediate step so it's easier for them to get up and down
0: that's something one of our members mentioned on a a previous episode of this actually her cat would always jump up and had arthritis so it was actually for the kitchen counter so even though she's not supposed to be up there yeah she's gonna do it Mm -hmm. no matter what so she had to make sure she she
1: make make, their life easier if I mean, if, if you notice they stop doing these things like jumping onto the bed, it's a clear sign that there's a reason and that maybe they are suffering with some pain. Animals don't tell us when they're in pain in the same way that people can. So providing them with, with extra devices around the house will really help. Padded bedding in a draft-free area, um, extra extra padding so it's, you know, they get a bit more bony, a bit less muscle because of the arthritis. And I think extra bedding will really help. I, I know when I would suffered in, with my arthritis, the cold made it even worse. So in the winter, providing them with bed away from cold areas, like placing it nearer to a radiator than the door where it's cold, um, is much nicer for them. I think for dogs, shorter, more frequent walking, it's... Not the two-hour walk that you're used to, um, but they, when they become arthritic, they can't manage the the longer walks. Swimming's good for them, so if if they like going to the beach, then by all means, you know, they can go for a swim. But the the long walks, chasing balls, that kind of thing should should be reduced.
0: You still find that they all want to do that as well.
1: Yeah, some dogs are completely obsessed by chasing the ball and, and want to play ball. But I would say don't throw a ball high up into the air that they then have to jump up to get it and land on the ground hard. It, it puts, you know, jolts their, the joints and it, it can hurt. So I would say if, if your dog still likes the ball, roll it along the floor and don't do it as often. The the action where they they're running for the ball – and they catch it they do a sudden jolt to stop and even as young dogs that's bad for their joints so i would i would always recommend if people throw the ball for their dogs do not do it repeatedly and obsessively for hours on end it's it's just not good for their joints um but as they get older don't you don't have to stop that but it's being mindful of um where and how you throw the ball for them
0: save themselves and themselves a little bit
1: yeah <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's other other things that you can do with that dog f- to provide them with mental stimulation. Um, I know certainly know a number of dogs that are completely obsessed by the ball, so it's, <laughs> it's hard to cut that <laughs> habit sometimes. I think another thing that people can do for for their dogs, if, especially if they're small or sort of medium sized dogs, if they're out on a walk, is take a, a dog buggy with them. A lot of people use them. So they can still go out to the beach they can still go out for a long day mm-hmm. and take their dog with them and their dog can then have that rest and be in a, in a buggy if if the walk is too long for them so i think it's something to to really consider you can get them various websites and they are available quite readily so i think it's something to consider if you still want to take your dog out for a long day there's nothing stopping you and it it means that they still get that enrichment they still get to enjoy life and get to go out with you for the day uh without having that that pain if if they're uh, struggling with a long walk
0: Hmm. i saw a cat in a pram on the train the other day as well so i'm wondering (laughs) if that's the same sort of thing With all
1: sorts you'll see out there (laughs) Yeah, I'm not sure what what the purpose of that was, but uh, yeah, I yeah, mean, it was, a, it was
0: an old it's an old school pram as well. It was quite interesting, like one of those. Was, it, was
1: like, it harnessed? Was the cat harness? I couldn't was quite I
0: couldn't anything? quite tell. It was just a cat popping out of this like little pram on the train, and then they got off. And I wonder what that cat. So I'm wondering if it? that's like their cat like travel case or something like that. But
1: yeah, we see all sorts at the vets. We get cats coming like backpacks and you know cat carriers um, and all sorts. So yeah, pram. Maybe they were just off to the vets.
0: <laughs> yeah. If you I mean if you got if you struggle with your hands or something like that pushing mm. the is a lot easier yeah. than carrying yeah, it carrying, like nice that is
1: true. Yeah.
0: They are cumbersome mm, and awkward to walk around with. They're heavy. Yeah
1: they are especially if you've got a big heavy cat like i've got (laughs) (laughs) and that's the other thing to mention is to keep keep their weight down um i'm i'm guilty of having a slightly overweight cats and i think it's very important for their joints to keep keep them trim and keep keep the weight down uh if they if you know the animal suffers with arthritis um because it's not good for their joints to, to be overweight
0: exactly so. exactly the same as with a person then
1: yeah exactly that's the first thing a doctor will tell you go away and lose weight if you're overweight they'll tell you to go and lose weight and that will help help certainly help your arthritis mm. don't get but, rid of it but it will certainly help was
0: well, there's that there's that statistic of like for every in humans this is i guess it would be proportionate to animals if you were to lose one pound of body fat then it reduces four pounds of pressure from your lower limbs and if you've got yeah. four lower limbs, then that's, that's especially yeah. valuable. Yeah. It's
1: amazing how sort of little weight can can affect affect you and your joints. Um, so yes, yeah, something to to consider. It becomes a vicious circle, though. I know when I was suffering with my arthritis, and I I'm not an overweight person, but it's you kind of can exercise less because of the pain. Mm. So it's then trying to if you did need to lose weight. It becomes a vicious circle of how do I lose weight if I can't walk as far or, or run like I used to? So it's a uh, yeah diet management. But talk to your vet if if you're worried about your, your pet's weight and and need to to get weight off them if they're arthritic.
0: Or your doctor if it's you. Oh
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't talk to a vet if, it, if it's for you. <laughs>
0: Uh, <laughs> what about so? What about um your rabbit slit? How do you deal with with those? Is it is it both of them or just the one of them that has arthritis?
2: Uh, no, just one of them. So she's about seven. So that's I think she's kind of getting a little bit older. Um, and kind of what you said, Catherine, about noticing when they're not able to jump up on things. That's when we realized that she probably had arthritis. Because if I was in the room with her and then there's a sofa in there, she would always jump up and come and sit on the sofa with me. And that would just be her her little routine. Um, But she did kind of stop doing that and it was becoming harder for her to jump. She does still sometimes try it, um, but we're kind of finding ways to kind of, if she does want to come and join join me on the sofa, we're thinking about getting... a little step put in but also kind of being on the floor I'm able to sit on the floor so for me that's quite easy like being in her space rather than kind of thinking oh gosh thinking she needs to come up on the sofa like to kind of save her a little bit because she still gets very excited and and wants to join in but um. yeah
1: I still mentally want to do all those things people is big. it can be quite depressing having arthritis as a person. So, you know, imagine they're not able to do all of those normal activities, because of pain and stiffness. And I think that from a veterinary nurse point of view, it's very important to obviously reiterate that you do all these things around the house, but it's very important that you still speak to your vet. Mm. There are so many things and, and treatments and things that can be done for the animal other than just adjusting your home. You know, there's there's non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. There's injections that can be given monthly for dogs and cats. There's different treatments out there, and it's very important that we don't just accept that old age means they're going to slow up. It's the old old age is not a disease. It's it's very important that we manage pain in these animals and for people. Um, and just don't accept. Just don't think. oh, this is this is old age. This is normal. There are lots of ways that you can help your pet at the in the home and out, and getting them the right treatment. There's physiotherapy, hydrotherapy. Same for people. You know, there's different exercises that can be done for your animal that will help with their arthritis. So I would definitely first line speak to your to your vet if you think your animal is arthritic. There's various indicators with with pets, that they are becoming arthritic. They are stopping doing those normal activities. They are going off their food. They can, actually their behaviour can change a lot. They can become dogs, cats, they can become aggressive and uh, and suddenly snap, snap at you. And they've never done that before. And it's because they're in pain. So it's very important we look for these signs so that we know to get the right treatment for them.
2: Mm. And I must say, our vet was very helpful as well. And I think it's just about raising the, even any, like you said, any concern. It's much much better to to raise it with them, isn't it? Rather than thinking you're not wasting their time or or anything like that.
1: Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, having looked after animals for twenty plus years, you know, I've I've become very and having suffered with arthritis myself, I've got a huge soft spot for senior animals and for animals, making sure they get the right treatment. As they're getting older and it's not just accepting they're stiff, they're old, it's fine. There are things that can be done to really alleviate their pain and, and help with their quality of life.
0: But when it comes to things like the therapies and so on for you know like physio and stuff like that, so that that all applies for animals, which is really good to know. Where do people go to to get that? Is it just a vet, or are there like specific dog chiropractors? There,
1: there are specific places that you can go. Um, so first opinion practices, uh, which is what I work in, um, we don't have like a hydrotherapy pool. Um, we we can do physiotherapy. Uh, especially sort of after surgery and things for for animals, but it does rely on owners taking them to specific places that will do hydrotherapy for hydrotherapy for dogs, um, physiotherapy. You can get acupuncture in some practices. Certainly the practice I've worked in we've we've done acupuncture before. Uh, if you've got the right vet to, who's done the training, then you know acupuncture is a good good thing to use for animals who've got arthritis. So yeah, it's it's reaching out to you about finding out where where they can get that treatment. Obviously, it's not free like the NHS, no. you know. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we have to appreciate that you know, for our animals we have to we have to pay. Um there's insurance, which is something to consider when they when they when you get them, get some pet insurance, make sure you've got the cover you need. And it's very valuable for for when they become older, when they're much more likely to to need the extra care.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, we had to take my cat to get uh, a few a few tests done, and wow, I'm glad we had insurance. When I saw when I saw the bill for how much some of that stuff costs, so yeah, yeah, definitely. To, oh, you you always worry. You get annoyed like like with car insurance, So you never crash your car, and you feel like you're just throwing your money away. But when it does happen, you're incredibly you happy yeah. that you have it. Yeah. Anything else you wanted to add, Slim? I
2: just think it's a case of, you know, you know your pet, don't you? And you know when things aren't quite right. And I think that's really important to say and like to keep an eye on them rather than think, oh, it might get better tomorrow. It's like similar to what we say for our members. It's like keep like looking at any um, symptoms and maybe writing it down or where they where you think they might be experiencing pain. So I guess it's like applying the same techniques as we say to our members and that way... When it gets to the appointment, you can kind of remember what happened and, and have a bit more a bit more detail.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'd definitely say, you know, if you're you are the person that will know your animal, you will notice the changes, but sometimes they are very subtle. It can be very subtle changes that you see over a period of time. I mean, if you are if your pet is vaccinated yearly, you can have these conversations with your vet. But if you do notice significant changes, you know, weight loss, um, as I mentioned earlier, the mats on the back for cats, reluctance to eat, any changes you see, I would definitely have that conversation with your vet. Um, There are things that they can do um, to, to help.
0: Excellent. That's great. So um, is there any kind of like, you know, final words of wisdom or advice you would give to anyone either on either side of it, either someone looking after a pet when you have arthritis or looking after the pet with arthritis?
1: Um, I would say seek help and advice from friends and family and your doctor or vet, if it's your pet, obviously talking about it is so important. There are, there are Facebook groups that you can join where you can talk to people who are going through the same thing as you often you may live with family members who who don't have arthritis they don't understand so finding like-minded people people who are going through the same thing talking to your family making them aware of your limitations seeking help with your doctor i think it's just very important to to chat and not bottle it all up and and just deal and just live with the pain it's it can be miserable and i know being in my 40s i was very active and i suddenly was not able to do a lot of activities with my children and it was it was quite depressing really so i would just say talk to people and get get help see you know take take medication if you need to and and see what therapies are available to you
0: that's great Excellent. And um, if you would like to find out any more information about arthritis and some of the other things we talked about as well, please do visit our website, which is www.arthritisaction.org.uk. And if you have any questions or any comments or anything at all, please feel free to drop us an email and you can do that at podcast at arthritisaction.org.uk. Great. So thank you very much, Catherine, for your time. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: And thank you very much, Leah. Thank you. Thanks a lot, everybody. Bye-bye.